Hi all, Andy Clark here. As we know, there are lots of internationals in the Netherlands and they get up to some truly remarkable things. This time in the podcast, the challenge of producing a major musical on a shoestring budget with a severely limited rehearsal time and an amateur cast from around the world. Will it be all right on the night? Well, uh, I can be a little scatterbrained at times and people will say, how do I get over there? You have me on this side of the stage. I'm like, oh, let's work on that. (laughs) Keep listening to find out what it takes to make all of this happen. And you can also find out where you can go and see and hear the end result. The international group in question is the In Players of Amsterdam. It's Amsterdam's oldest international theatre group. It's huge. We have um, 28 members in the cast. We have a 30-piece orchestra. Uh, there are five children as well. Uh, eight-member onstage chorus and 19 people in the crew. So there are about 90 people working on this production. I believe it's the largest the In Players has ever done or certainly larger than they've done in a while. Um, you learn to make plan A, B, C, D, and so on. George said if, if we need to, we'll have plan Z, and then we'll start with double A. So that doesn't matter. It can be done. It's malleable. Um, it will be nice for the ensemble to have gotten through, and the orchestra to have gotten through the whole um, musical one time. We've been a little bit delayed. We've had some illness in the group, and so and we've had some people who weren't able to come to rehearsals. That, that, that always happens. It kind of goes with the territory. You can't expect everybody to be free two days a week for six months, and I understand that, uh, and so does George. Um, so I'm looking forward to when we've been able to sort of put the, George calls it a stumble through before we do a run through. And I'm looking forward to when we can do the first stumble through, as it were, from the first act and the second act. My name is George Hansel, and I come from uh, the United States, uh, New Jersey. And I have uh, grew up in the area where I still have a house in Asbury Park on the Jersey Shore which is nothing like the television show. Okay, and I'm glad to hear that. Uh, And what brought you to the Netherlands? Well, I was having a long-distance relationship with a Dutchman, and uh, at a certain point in time, it was time to either stop that or um, make it official. So we got married uh, in New Jersey probably five or six months after it had finally become legal there, uh, and uh, we you know, sort of ran the numbers and saw who could work where and uh, you know, how easily it would be to live. And it would really be much more easy for me to live here, which I'm really glad we made that choice because it's a wonderful place. My name is Frida Jakobowitz. I'm originally from the United States. I came to the Netherlands in 1983. I came to study at the Royal Conservatory of Music in The Hague. I'm a flutist by profession. And after I was here for a week, I decided I liked the Netherlands so much that I wanted to stay. And I've never felt differently. George is the director of the show in question and Frida is the musical director. And as if the challenge of producing a major musical is not enough, they've chosen a show with more than the average production hurdles. 
And we're doing it uh, in an auditorium setting that the auditorium does have a stage, but the orchestra will be on the stage. Uh, the ensemble works as a Greek chorus, so the uh, principals come out of the chorus, do their part, and then they go back into the chorus. And people speak in unison, and they speak the thoughts and feelings of the characters that are on stage. They'll be sitting at the other end, and along the long ends of the room, the audience will be sitting on both sides, and we'll be performing it in the center. Wow. It's a, a play about community, and I really wanted the audience to be able to see each other and have us include them in the community but not make them be part of the show, which often makes an audience uncomfortable. But I wanted them to feel sort of a warm, fuzzy kind of feeling that they're part of what's going on. Because in a Greek chorus, you sort of turn towards the audience and, and speak about what's going on anyway. So I thought if they could look at each other, um, it would sort of help amp up that feeling and I like the idea of working in the center with uh, no safety net hmm. Allegro is an interesting and challenging show it's not quite sung through but there's an awful lot of music there are really 45 pieces of music so there's a lot of music uh, that's a challenge uh, that everybody learns the music it's also will be a challenge to put it together with the orchestra and the ensemble. And we also have a chorus singing, a small one, eight people, so that they can do some of the harmonizations that not all of the ensemble members are either able to do or will be able to do when they have to move a lot. So that's that's a kind of backup for them, but they'll be doing a lot of important uh, singing as well. So it's a big um, coordination. The show is called Allegro. It's a Rodgers and Hammerstein production and was daring and groundbreaking in its day. So, what's it about? Well, Allegro is a, a, actually Rodgers and Hammerstein's first flop. They had uh, their first big hit was Oklahoma, and then they did Carousel, and they were riding really high. They decided to write one completely on their own with the books and the lyric and the music. So, uh, Oscar Hammerstein wrote the book and... It's basically an everyman story uh, about um, what happens when you, for whatever reason, compromise your values and sort of leave home where you feel comfortable and move to a place where you don't know anyone and you don't really understand the people uh, and eventually learn that everything you always wanted was right there in your own backyard. It's sort of like almost like a Wizard of Oz or a Candide that it's a very common story they call it an everyman story and why this choice for in players then well uh, uh frida jacobowitz my uh musical director uh we both love the american musical and uh last year they had done nympharent which was a 1930s musical and she said well let's look for something from the 1940s i read that there were three musicals that rogers and hammerstein wrote that i'd never heard of and i'd never heard the music either uh, so I bought the music, and I started listening, and that's Me and Juliet, Pipe Dream, and Allegro. And I thought if I ever get to do a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, then I would like it to be one of the three lesser-known musicals because it gives me a chance to learn it, and other people don't know, the, don't know it as well either. So I gave George the four musicals. I said, what do you think? He said, Pal Joey's too much dancing. I said, okay. And then he looked at the other three, and Allegro intrigued him the most of Pipe Dream and me and Juliet, I said, fine, great, you're on. The music is really beautiful and lush, 
And uh, even though it's a simple story, um, it was considered the first integrated musical. And that is a musical where the uh, music and the um, lyrics and the uh, text all sort of move in and out of each other. And there's a lot of music underneath. Now it's very common. Stephen, Stephen Sondheim is sort of the king of the integrated musical. But uh, this was the first one ever written. And half of the critics loved it, and half of the critics thought it was the worst thing they'd ever seen. So in a year, it closed. So they were, they were riding high from the uh, advanced ticket sales, but it is a huge production. We've scaled it back uh, considerably. Uh, but it was Agnes DeMille, who was uh, a very famous choreographer. She choreographed both Oklahoma and Carousel. And Oklahoma was the first time that dance was ever used in the plot to inform you about the characters and move the story along. So she was sort of sliced bread at the moment. Everyone loved her work. And this one piece got a little overindulgent, I think, and uh, it just couldn't make it on its own. But what attracted it me to this particular story uh, is that when I want to direct something, I just don't want to do another version of someone else's work unless there's a very large paycheck involved. Uh, so I really thought I could uh, breathe new life into this and make it make something that hadn't worked before work. Uh, and it's not something that's been done outside of uh, England, outside of London. Uh, in Europe, so it's very new and fresh to all the people who are in it and hopefully to people we want to come and see it. You're listening to the Here in Holland podcast and this time I'm talking to George Hansel and Frida Jakobowicz from the In Players Theatre Group in Amsterdam. It's Amsterdam's oldest English language theatre group and they've given themselves the daunting challenge of producing Rodgers and Hammerstein's Allegro. You can go and see the show at the Zona House in Amsterdam from the 19th to the 22nd of July. Tickets are available at inplayers.org. And you can get in touch with me too if you want to comment on here in Holland. I'd love to hear from you. And you can also support the podcast by becoming a patron. The details are in the show notes. There's a link there. And at the end of this podcast, I'll tell you a bit more. OK, back to the show. So it's the first performance in mainland Europe. The international group is certainly ambitious in taking this on. In Players has members from all over the world. But what about getting it all together with so many different cultural backgrounds in the group? Some of them are really... You have to stop and say, well, at least on this word, you have to say it like this. Um, but fortunately, the, the play takes place in um, middle America, in outside of a rural area outside of Chicago, between 1905 and 1940s. So America was all immigrants. Uh, so you could see how maybe someone from Kazakhstan could be married to a British woman. Uh, it could happen. So it's not that outside of the realm. Uh, people don't have to suspend their disbelief. Uh, quite as much as as you would think, because of uh, you know the culture of America, especially back then. Musical director Frida is certainly enthusiastic. I I think it's fantastic. I know people now in the employers from uh, Brazil and Turkey and Poland, 
and um, Colombia and Sweden and uh, American, of course, and British and Irish. And um, I think it's fantastic. I, I came here too, to the Netherlands. And um, uh, yeah, I think the more nationalities, the better. If it were up to me, there would be open borders everywhere. Yeah, so I, I enjoy it a lot. But still, the sheer scale of the production does have both George and Frida, well, a little anxious at times, and maybe not always because of the cast. Okay. She comes down the ramp, they part the waters like the Red Sea, she goes over to you, shows you the baby, you acknowledge the baby. Well, uh, I can be a little scatterbrained at times, and people will say, how do I get over there? You have me on this side of the stage. I'm like, oh, let's work on that. <laughs> So if anything goes wrong, it will really be because I uh, have not completely thought through where something is supposed to happen. And it's very hard to get 28 people in a room at the same time when you need them. So there are often places where I'll say, okay, where's Andy? Where's Andy right now? Um, okay, Andy's next to you. You drag Andy around for this whole scene so that when he comes in, I don't have to teach everybody all over again. Even so, both George and Frida say the belief of the group will make sure it all comes together. We've come together not because we're different nationalities, but because we share the same interest. So the nationalities aren't really um, aren't at the forefront uh, for me. Um, but when you have somebody who's very experienced with musicals or somebody who's doing this for the first time or somebody who's done a lot of acting but not mu or whatever or is not familiar with this music yet and you see those people singing together or working together and you see that people start um, uh, people start learning from each other and people sort of start coming to the same page uh, and start creating something together, uh, I find that very inspiring. I think the the passion that the people have, um, and in the theater, it always falls together at the very end, even the train wrecks. So this one has been going really fairly smoothly, considering the odds uh, and the difficulties along the way. And everyone really very much wants to be good. And they're dedicated to that. I can't always get them to show up at rehearsal. You know, people have children, children get sick, you get sick. We've had that flu running through the cast. So, you know, those are the challenges of getting everybody on the same page. And what do people get out of doing all of this anyway, I ask George? It's certainly not money. If the in-players break even, they'll be ecstatic. So why do people go through the personal and collective challenge of performing a show like Allegro? We have several people who, in this show who have never been on stage before. And uh, one gentleman came, he, had, he likes to sing, he started taking singing lessons, he saw the auditions and showed up and he's having a blast. So uh, no matter what you think your talents or abilities are... Um, what I try to do as a director is find out what you do best and uh, um, put that on stage and make you shine. Uh, 
Uh, I hate when people do choreography that people can't do and you look like a fool or they ask you to hit a note that you can't hit. Uh, I really like to try and tailor um, what you're doing to your best talents and abilities and then try and push you a little bit beyond that. And if you can go, you can shine even brighter. George Hansel there, the director of the production. Also taking part in the podcast was Frida Jakobowicz, the musical director. If you'd like to see the in-players perform Allegro, then you can go to Hetzona House in Amsterdam from the 19th to the 22nd of July. You can get tickets at the in-players website, inplayers.org. And even if you can't make the show and you'd like to support the production, there's a GoFundMe link on the site too, so you can help in that way if you'd like to. Well, that's it for another Here in Holland. As always, thanks for listening to the podcast, and please get in touch to let me know what you think of the show and tell me stuff you'd like to hear too. And you can also support me by becoming a patron. For the price of a cup of coffee each month, you can really help out. There's just me making the podcast, and as you'll appreciate, it takes a lot of time and effort. So if you could possibly support me financially in this way, that would be very much appreciated. Okay, once again, thanks for listening, and if you get the chance to check out Allegro in Amsterdam, I'm sure you will have a fantastic evening. So get your tickets while you can, inplayers.org. From me, Andy Clark, I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.